Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. I started recording this episode and uh, I tend to be a person who makes big, bold connections um, about many things. And I'm not afraid to say shit, even when it's like a little jarring. And so uh, I want to add this warning before listening to this podcast that I do um, reference uh, sexual assault and the word rape. And I do reference um, uh, how some some thoughts I've been having about sexual assault and rapists connects to a problem that I think some of you are facing in terms of your own abortion uh, healing. So after abortion healing and um, so that's my warning. Uh, don't listen to this episode if you are feeling sensitive around your own sexual assaults or if um, or someone else's who you care about or the topic in general. Um, this episode is me sorting through some of the thoughts in my head um, that I think can help some of you, but this episode will not be meant for everyone. Hey friends, I have not made a commitment yet, um, but if you know me, if you've been following my work, you know I'm always changing things. Uh, part of what I teach my clients and my community is to get to know yourself, listen to yourself, trust yourself, follow where you're being led. And so I live by that. And I think um, it's, again, it's not super clear to me, but I think there's some major changes happening um, in my business and also in my podcast. And um, I thought, what better way to <laughs> kick off this <laughs> strange change than, um, than this question that's been stirring around in my head? Um, and just bear with me for a sec because it's going to feel intense for a moment. Uh, I was on the call, on a call yesterday with a peer coach who I meet with weekly and we just talk shit out. Sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's social, sometimes it's, you know, just whatever, whatever's on our mind. Um, and at the very end of our call yesterday, uh, they were like, hey, have you seen the news with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. I, this is like, I can picture her face, but it's how much I'm not a celebrity person. And um, we got into a small discussion about a statement they made, a character witness statement, and you can Google it if you want. It's a whole thing. But after talking for just a short amount of time, and um, it became very clear to me, one of the ways I I support people and one of the like things that happens for me 
is that these questions just like get really loud in my head (laughs) and I can hear the question that needs to be asked. Um, And so the question that was just screaming at me as we were having this conversation was, are we allowed to love a rapist? I am going to circle this and connect it to abortion because right now this podcast is, and I think it's going to continue to have um, a continued like abortion connection, but are we allowed to love a rapist? Now, (laughs) this is a really big question. Um, And I was just driving and I don't know about you, but I do a lot of thinking when I'm driving, even if I'm listening to something, my brain is just constantly thinking. And I was thinking about this question again. And I was thinking, um, I was thinking the answer to that is yes. Yes, of course we are allowed to love a rapist. Of course we are allowed to love humans who've done awful things. And part of love is holding people accountable. Part of love is holding people to the consequences of their actions. Um, I don't know what my future will hold. But there may come a time where I'm asked to love a rapist, somebody I care about, somebody I thought would never do that. Maybe this question was floating around in my head because I also read an article this morning about the horrific crimes of an OBGYN um, who worked for Columbia University and just has hundreds and hundreds of victims who he um, assaulted and got away with. Um, So people are scary and people are unpredictable. And there's not a lot we can do about that. Um, I have some things in my personal life that uh, stir up a lot of fear around safety and women's safety um, and assaults. I um, obviously in this work... Um, work with people who've been assaulted, um, either in assaults that led to abortion or um, as separate incidences. And so it's really easy to get so freaked out, you just want to hide everyone in a bubble and um, stay away from life. Um, But we have to keep going. And I think... Well, I know that the core of my work and how we keep going is to learn to trust ourselves, um, is to be in a relationship with ourselves that is um, loving and intimate and supportive. And so how, okay, I'm talking a lot, but I promise this all circles around. I did not take notes. You maybe can even hear the rain in my car. I literally just stopped the car and started recording um are we allowed to love a rapist yes and part of that love looks like holding them accountable to the consequence of their action the reason this felt really relevant to me in terms of um abortion is that some of you 
have chosen a belief system in which abortion is a sin, a crime, something that requires the consequence of the action. It's <laughs> the rain's getting louder, kind of like it. Um, it's going to be really hard for you to move forward with peace, to forgive yourself, to have compassion for yourself. Um, when your belief system is such that there's a consequence for the action you have taken, which is a medical procedure. Let's be very clear. To me, abortion is a medical procedure. It is not a crime. It is not a sin. It is not, it is, has no connection to, um, in my opinion, um, morals or ethics. It is a medical procedure. But for those of us who believe in something in which there is a consequence for the action of the termination of a pregnancy, the question, are we allowed to love ourselves, is going to keep haunting us. Are we allowed to love a rapist? Are we allowed to love ourselves? Now, some of you are freaking out because it sounds like I'm comparing rape and abortion as in, um, n not as in their connection in which sometimes there it's an abortion is a necessary after effect. But am I allowed to love a rapist? Am I allowed to love, am I allowed to love one who has chosen abortion. Um, it's if your belief system is such that you there is a consequence for your action, you're going to have to face that consequence. I don't know what it is because in my belief system, there is no consequence. <laughs> Abortion is a medical procedure that does not have a an actionable consequence for having been, having occurred. But if yours does, you got to figure that out. You got to figure out, okay, part of love looks like holding someone accountable to their actions. And so if in your belief system, there is a consequence which you need to live out, that's your work to do. I certainly am not the person to guide you through that because, I mean, I can do that work because it's, I, I don't care what you believe the consequence is. Um, in most cases, I can help you live what's true to you. Um, but you need to figure that out, right? You need to figure out how can I love myself for having taken this action in which I believe there's a, I, uh, like, a na it's not a natural consequence. <laughs> there's some kind of social consequence, whether it's like spiritual or, um, you know, whatever it is. And so that question just really stirred up a lot for me. Um, are we allowed to love a rapist and I think it applies to so many things in our lives like and love doesn't look like 
letting people off the hook. And so it doesn't look like not holding people accountable. Love looks like holding people accountable, helping them learn and grow from their decisions, which includes the consequences of their decisions. So when we're doing the work of healing after anything, it's really important to look like, hold up, am I not healing because I believe there's some consequence that I need to, um, there's some consequence of my actions that I need to make right, that I need to hold myself accountable to. Again, this is a really weird episode to release because... I don't believe there is a consequence to the medical procedure of abortion, no matter how many you've had and no matter what your reason. That being said, I know so many of you are struggling and I wonder if this can help some of you sort through um, those thoughts and feelings. I'm happy to help you talk through this in a much more specific way. Anytime I'm sharing on a podcast, my brain is constantly scanning to help my the words coming out of my mouth make as much sense to as many people as possible. Um, and so it can be vague. It can be a little like less. Um, there's always nuance and there's always complexity. And so if you want help figuring this out with me, I'm happy to do that work with you. My calendar is now set up on a session by session basis. So you can go in and book just one session. You can go in and book multiple sessions. Um, and I can help you sort through that. But I hope this has been helpful for some of you. I think it's the kind of thing that's going to require you to put a pen to paper and, um, and really explore some big questions in your head and your heart. All right, if you want to take this episode, which scratched the surface on some really big stuff, uh, to your journal, to a pen to paper, to more thoughtful exploration, I have some suggestions for you. The first, I'm just going to list off some questions with super brief explanation. So the first question I would encourage you to ask yourself, if you're contemplating like does this apply in my case is this a part is this something I need to look at is if I'm someone who's had abortions and I'm looking for um my looking for peace looking for the next layer of my healing to unfold can I love myself or how can I love myself regardless of the choices I've made this of course is a really important question to ask abortion or not, right? Like, because we're human and we're all going to be making choices constantly that, um, that we second guess, that we question, that we, um, experience a natural consequence of. So can I love myself or how can I love myself regardless of the choices I've made? If you're brand new to this work, that is not going to be an easy question to answer, Um, many of you come to me with a really powerful distaste and loathing for yourself and you're not alone. And that may have, may have stirred up after abortions for you, but I can pretty much guarantee it 
was there before, right? Like, I have never met a person who suddenly struggles with self-love after an abortion and there's nothing in their past that <laughs> um that existed to create this dilemma. So self-love is not something we're really taught how to explore. Um we're fed lots of memes and ideas that it's important, but what does it actually mean? That's not a question a lot of humans are looking at. So um take a look at that. The next question is just just be really honest with yourself. Like, do I believe that there's a natural consequence for people who've had abortions? So because I've had abortions, X, Y, Z. You may have that belief system based on like social programming, religious doctrine, um, familial story, uh, personal belief. Because you have it doesn't mean you want to have it. (laughs) It just means that you do. So the next question to ask is, do I like this belief system and do I want to keep it? Um, Again, as I mentioned many times in the episode, I don't believe there is a consequence, like any kind of um, natural con any kind of like situational consequence for having chosen abortion i believe it's a medical procedure if anything i think the consequence is quite positive because i believe it's a really really strong raw vulnerable opportunity for growth and i think growth as a consequence of experiencing anything is a beautiful thing but if you believe there's any kind of negative consequence or situational consequence that's holding you back like you got to decide, do I like that? Do I want to keep it? Do I need to do the work? Um, so if I, if I don't like that belief system, am I willing to cultivate a new one? Am I willing to um, excavate what was there and, and plant something new and take care of it? And if yes, if I do like that belief system, perhaps it is part of a religion that I don't want to let go of or... Um, it is a family belief that I think is um, essential to my safety or survival moving forward. I, I have no idea. <laughs> How can I hold myself accountable? Maybe there's a way to play with that belief system and hold yourself accountable and not create any more pain or suffering for yourself. Uh, that is work you'd have to do with someone. And so the next question is, who will... Oh, sorry. Um, I forget where I wrote. I think I just wrote this in the show notes somewhere. But like, if this is something you're struggling with, I really think it's a conversation you want to have. You want to talk out with a mental health professional or a trusted loved one. Like, you you, um, if you believe there's a consequence, like, I think that's many layered and you want to really look at it with somebody in a way that feels good to you. Um, if it's hard for you to look at this with somebody, that is probably a sign that it needs to be looked at, right? Like there isn't a lot that we are afraid to talk to someone about that, is healthy to hold alone, right? It's okay that you're scared. It's okay that you don't know who to trust. 
Um, But that doesn't mean it's not important to find that person who you trust. The last question I have here is um, because I'm always centered on like, how how will I grow from this? Who will I become is, is literally that. Who will I become when I'm willing to explore this? When I'm willing to really look at this and be honest about it, who who will I become? How will I grow? What becomes possible for me? Nothing happens in a vacuum. Like I said, um, whatever is coming up for you around uh, after abortion, around healing, um, is not isolated to abortion. It probably doesn't even come from that specific medical procedure. It comes from a lot of other layers and places in your life. Um, there's a saying how we do one thing is how we do everything. Basically, that can be really annoying, but what it means is there's patterns for all of the ways we're treating ourselves. And what becomes possible for you when you're willing to look, explore something like this um, is that all the other places it was taking hold in your life release, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I think I'll end there. Those are the questions I would encourage you to look at. If you want to see those questions written out, they are in the show notes on my website. Um, if you want to talk to me about where you're getting stuck in any of that exploration, I am now booking single sessions, so you can, and I even have a sliding scale, you can book those sessions um, in my cal- directly into my calendar, and as many of them as, as you feel like is right for, for you and for your healing and your journey. Um, some of you may already be working with a therapist, and you just want a check-in with someone else who has a lot of experience talking about abortion. Um, Some of you may not have found a therapist you trust and are ready to um, explore mental health through the life coaching lens. Um, Whatever the reason is, my calendar is open for you to book and I'd be happy to walk you through this. Until next week. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.